Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That would be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you, sir? I am fantastic. How are you? I am chilling, man. <laughs> so I know that um, uh, you were a tiny bit late today because you were, you were doing your uh, I was, Blue man. Sky Media stuff. I was, man. I, uh, I had a, uh, an opportunity. There's a, a real estate office that uh, has many branches across South Florida, and they, would, they just literally had their ribbon cutting tonight for a Palm Beach County office. And so I had the opportunity to go shoot it as a uh, as an event um and so i uh, i did all the photography for it and then it was a little bit at the ribbon cutting and then a little bit at the after party at a place over on clematis oh, and neat. uh yeah it was fun it was really fun and it was really good for me i got to meet a ton of real estate agents i passed out a ton of business cards Wicked. and hopefully uh hopefully i'll be a millionaire by this time next week so, <laughs> Cross know, fingers. We'll, we'll see <laughs> we've been spending quite a lot of time in west palm then i guess because we had an amazing gig this weekend didn't we? we did man we uh we played o'shea's and uh o'shea's is one of the, one of the one of the handful of spiritual homes that uh, kill billy's has yeah and uh yeah man it was it was it was incredibly like just rich and full of people and it was and i was talking to justin about energetic that was the word going. i was looking for yeah it was um because we play so much down here, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's difficult to get everyone to come out all at the same time. But every now and again, you get that perfect storm where a bunch of different people all it, come to the same gig. It was, and I think that's what it was. Is, is like we, you know, we always play to a fairly reasonable, fun crowd, you know, and, and you know, and there's a handful of people in it in the crowd that you know that really enjoy our stuff or follow us or whatever. But it was just like you said, this perfect storm. Like you literally, all you said was. Hi, we're Killbillies, and we're going to play some t- some songs for you. And the place went nuts, and everybody was clapping and cheering. I wasn't us. expecting it at all because no. you know when we play, you know, we we play a lot, and it means that sometimes you're just kind of a wall ornament, you know, like yeah, it's not background, necessarily background that music. So I kind of stepped up to the mic, half expecting it to be like that, and the place erupted. I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be that yeah, kind of party. Yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was very energetic that night, so it was fun. It was it was a good crowd. Good times. Crazy, absolutely. crazy all, like crazy dancing women and stuff. It, yeah. it was fun. <laughs> and if you're watching this, it, it, it's a Friday, um, and you're feeling like a road trip, come and see us in Melbourne. At, um, yeah. Uh, Mega Malley's on, on Friday. That's always, that's always a party. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's always that's a trek. It's a little bit of a hike, but that's always a party. Yeah, no doubt about it. I love playing Mega Malley's. Yeah, yeah. Man. I um, write for this magazine called Livewire that's based out of Brevard County, and um, I when we go up there I've got to remember to have a look around and see if I can actually find some of these magazines because they keep threatening to send me them but they haven't yet <laughs> so I've yet to see a physical copy so you nice. know that's happened to me like a handful of times with my art stuff you know uh, uh, magazines will write an article about me and my art my street paintings and stuff and then they're like, and oh, we'll send you a copy. And then I have to like go out and find one and buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's their way to get somebody to buy a copy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sure. No, it's, it's a pretty cool magazine, though. If you uh, if you know 
listening, check it out. It's called Livewire. Yeah. I, uh, I've been um, interviewing different local artists. It's, my interviews are pretty similar to what we do on here, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, how did you get, find yourself getting into music and then just different questions to get a little bit more of an understanding about the artist. Yeah, your last couple were pretty good. You had a uh, Kilted Mermaid article yeah. and uh, Abby Owens was the other one. Abby Owens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was totally awesome. awesome. So we've got uh, Jordan Lorenzi with us today. How's it going? How's it going, guys? It's going good, man. How you yeah. doing? Everything's good. Yeah. Thanks for coming. No problem. Thanks I for th- having me. I think we have to address the elephant in the room, which is you have an amazing hat on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> is there thank a story you. behind this hat? Um, story behind this hat. This is a brand new hat. I got it because all my other hats were all gross from playing outside in the swamp. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> um, same, same style, though, same size. My head hasn't grown. grown. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Um, I don't know. I was just, like, kind of looking for, like, you know, a circus act kind of, like, identity at one point. Gotcha. And I was like, I want to stand out. And, like, I don't know. I didn't see too many people out here wearing hats. Yeah. In Nashville, yeah. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, all right tried it on like a live stream one night and then i, I was like oh those views are going up okay <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> so then no it's a proper felt hat i i for years i wore like a nice felt pork pie down here but eventually i i put it down just because it gets so hot you know it was all right when i was younger and skinnier but <laughs> i get pretty you just picked one up while we were on tour though didn't i you? did but it's made out of this amazing material like bamboo straw. or something yeah it's made out of bamboo, bamboo exactly yeah it's really like lightweight and airy yeah, yeah. i was yeah, look yeah. it's hard to find the right fit this mm-hmm. is like a light felt so it's like right. water resistant they say but really no it's not <laughs> yeah i know yeah <laughs> but the when they cuz it, it rains on it you end up with like drips that and the dots for the drips never go away like yeah. That, yeah yeah it was actually raining on the way here and okay. i had to put it in a bag Gotcha, I was like, yeah. not my new hat. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's TV debut. It would be a shame if it got ruined. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's get um, into a little bit more serious and start asking you some questions about music. When you were growing up, did you have a supportive family when it comes to music? Uh, you could say so. Yeah, my family, like we grew up in church. Right. So it was like very like gospel music, Christian, 90s, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Our, our church was like very lively, so organs going, bass, bass yeah. is going. Everyone's taking turns on the solos, and oh, that sounds like fun. Know. Yeah. Did you uh, did you play in church? Uh, I played in the youth group, uh, right. guitar. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. A lot of people that I know got a lot out of church in their early years, formative years as a musician. I know I did. I I don't. I no longer go to church, but I'm definitely thankful for the uh, all of the like the groups I got to play in and things like that, you know, when I was young. I, I, I ended up going around churches in Venice singing in a choir and stuff. It was amazing. Oh, wow. I did loads of cool stuff with the church. Yeah, it's rad. So uh, what were your sort of some of your like, sort of early musical influence? Like, what were your parents listening to when you were young? So my parents didn't really let, let me listen to, like, secular music. Right. So it was, like, all, like, you know, DC talk, okay. newsboys, delirious, like, right. jars of clay stuff. Okay. And then... Someone like started like some of my earlier friends started showing me like the Beatles and like yeah. Pink Floyd and yeah, stuff go. like that. But my sister had like a John Mayer CD, right? And she had a Dave Matthews on the DL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the DL. <laughs> and I, was, I remember hearing like Dave Matthews. I was like, that's just so pretty. Like, yeah, I was like his voice and how they get that pretty guitar sound. And I was like, I like that. I'm gonna yeah. try that. Yeah, yeah, wicked. So, so you also go by um, Jay Bay, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. So um, when when you release stuff as just a uh, you on an acoustic guitar, 
Is that still released as Jabe? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sometimes people ask me like, "Oh, do you go? Do you want me to put Jordan?" Or right, right. I'm like, you know what? Follow your heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it. I don't know, like, because it's like, okay, this is what I pick, so this is what I got to go with. Yeah, sure, it's so, cool too. Is there a story behind it? Uh, yeah, so J Bay is actually a world-renowned surfing spot oh, right. in Africa. Okay. South Africa. Um, I don't know if you saw a couple years ago. There's this video of the surfer punching the shark. Um, like, oh yeah, yeah. He like punches the shark, but yeah. that's where it was. But um, oh, wild. I went on like a missionary group with my church right. when I was like 18. Okay. We were like handing out blankets, food, yada yada, and then we ended up staying down there. It was like more of like a beachy town. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this beach is so beautiful. It's called Jeffrey's Bay. Yeah. And at the time, I was thinking about my cousin. His name is Jeffrey, and he's had a like a tr- hard life with like physical crap and whatever. Right. And so I was like, you know what? This is so beautiful. I want to name my project after this because at the time I was like, what should it be? What should I be? You know? Sure, that's it. It's always a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something clicked in me, and I was like, you know what? It's short, sweet. Yeah, and it's got the J for you know. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Some people yeah. think it's Jordan. So yeah. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool name. So yeah, I was just checking out uh, your listens on Spotify, and you've got quite a few um, on that sort of J Bay name on, on your tracks when did, when did the record come out that you uh released on spotify i believe time? that one came out in 2021 okay it was like we made it during the pandemic yeah so it was like always like oh come in actually you can't come in to the studio actually come just finish this one thing and then i'll see you guys in like three months and it was oh, like man. always just like uh, i just want this out i don't even care anymore but yeah really. um so who's we when you say we okay so me and uh, my old drummer, Will Kropfeld, yeah. he played like a uh, cajon for me for a lot of shows. So we got together in, I think, Saturn Sound Studios. Okay. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's still around. Down, downtown West Palm. Yeah, it was downtown West yeah, Palm. Yeah, it's still there. That's pretty cool. I, I heard Dave Matthews did some like recording it's there. It's been there for like, forever since I was like 18 or something. It's, been there. it's been there forever. Yeah, it was like my first like <clears throat> West Palm studio experience. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, we did that. It was kind of just like, you know, getting our feet wet a little bit. Let's, you know, I wrote these songs. I was like, let's just do do stuff. So we yeah. hired like a pianist. He like wrote some scores for it. And, oh, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, he he like came in the studio. He had like the whole like uh, score sheets and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh, so I wrote this part for your song. And I was like, dude, thank you. Like, yeah, that's it's awesome. It's really cool. And uh, I think we had like an electric guitarist come in and do some parts. I was like, I would have done this, but my friend's just like, no, we hi- we hi- we hired this other person. Blah blah blah. We had a violinist come in and do a song. Wicked. So it was cool. Yeah, that um, sounds really cool. But and then I was like, kind of like, okay, that's how it sounds with everyone. There's no going back. It's just out now. But now I've been kind of like trying to like hone in more of like a an original like self-producing, self-writing less a little less more people on the project sure if possible I'm, we can relate to that actually as a band because um we uh th- the last thing that we brought out we really wanted it to sound like when we play live you know because there, there's a, a killbillies album out that there was a, just a ton of people in the band at the time and you know we were selling that and it doesn't sound anything like what you're actually watching, even though it's the same band and a few of the same songs. It's like accordion on there and mandolin and all this st- kind of stuff that we don't have anymore. So we want to make something representative. And I think, you know, that 
it's only really fair if someone sees you play and then they're like, oh, have you got, you know, where's your music? That you actually have some music that represents what you do. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> so um, when you play out live, what's your, uh, what kind of, uh, it, it, are you almost always solo? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, a, like, I was playing with that drummer for about a year. It's just you and a drummer? Yeah, it was me and a drummer. I've experimented a little bit with, like, bass players, guitarists. It's just... Um, at one point I was in a few, like a couple months ago, I tried to be in like an eighties rock cover band, you know, that was just kind of like, I was doing my solo stuff and doing that band. So I was like, I have no voice left at the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're like screaming, uh, screaming all week and then go your solo shows. You're like, I have no steam left. Yeah, Yeah, totally. But, um, one day maybe. I'll have more people in it, but it's just you know I w- you want to find someone serious as you're serious. Yeah, can we absolutely. meet up and practice? Sometimes it was like the distance. It's like oh well, I live in Loxahatchee and I live in Boynton. It's like uh, I guess uh, we're gonna be driving all week or like. It's easier said than done, man. Getting band members who are all on the same page and all want the same thing out of it, and who you're also friends with, is is tough. You yeah, know, I totally. feel like I've spent my whole life trying to find that, and I only just recently got it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, easier said than done. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. You got to you got to definitely be you know with a distance that you got to be committed. I've been in all sorts of bands where people have been spread out really far, and it's hard, man. And even even Killbillies, I've just only recently in the last few months moved up down the road here. Oh, nice. Um, and so I'm three minutes from James, our, our banjo player, and um, maybe fifteen minutes from from Ben. Um, but I lived in I lived in like southern western west palm um yeah, like royal palm yeah, yeah royal palm yeah that's out there too you know um and and he lives in jupiter and so it was like if we got together it was it was a 45 minute trek to get to his house yeah I mean, it, was, it was a big deal you know it's like yeah. devote the whole day yeah to yeah, it. yeah, yeah exactly. it was a big deal yeah i remember um you were when we first, the first time we played colonies you were like oh yeah it's just right around the corner from my house and for some reason i thought to myself oh that means it's near it took me like down there an hour to get there. right 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 <laughs> yes yeah it was close to my house yeah yeah totally. now when we play Connolly's, it's not close to my house <laughs> 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 but so many other places are close to my house which was like a very nice uh yeah including nice the beach side project yeah there you go. yeah yeah so um yeah where do you live exactly so uh, right now i'm in boynton beach right okay um, did, have, are you Floridian? Are you from down here? Uh, originally from Long Island. Okay, where yeah. in Long Island? Uh, so it's smack dab in the middle of the island. Uh, right. My wife's from Oyster Bay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like Patchogue, Medford. Right. Um, yeah, it's like right in the middle. Sometimes people used to like crack jokes like, oh, there's still people <coughs> this way. It's <laughs> right. like not close to the city and not like close to the Hamptons. It's like right in the middle. Gotcha. But yeah. And what prompted the move? So I was just like, found myself like, alone in a room freezing my ass off and like <laughs> listening to the Mumford song Sigh No More right. album and I was just like this is so sad and depressing I gotta like change it up <laughs> yeah yeah um, that you know I was getting away from like some toxic situations gotcha so it was yeah. around that point where I was like alright my dad had moved down here probably like five years prior oh okay I visited him for like Thanksgiving one year and I was like you know what took a drive around Clematis and I was like this has potential. Yeah, this has totally. potential. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I don't know what it's like in New York, but I know where I'm from. It's not an easy thing to make money as a musician. And it's not that it's easy here, but it's a lot easier. You know, there's places to play and it you, you can lead this kind of um, relatively comfortable life playing three, four hour gigs, you know, a few times a week. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Did you find that it was easier to get play get gigs? Down oh, here? down here than New York. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. I yeah. felt like, uh, well, I took music more seriously once I started getting more gigs. Right. You know, I've always was like headstrong like oh yeah i'm the best i was like just early in my 20s like you know oh i why aren't why aren't they booking me i'm awesome how old are you now oh i'm 34 gotcha yeah so then i'd be like i'm awesome why aren't you booking me and then i'd like look at some footage from back then i'm like ah okay maybe that's why but (laughs) yeah yeah i played uh, i'm sorry go ahead oh no and then like basically once i started getting like like i hosted a few open mics down here one on clematis oh nice um, and, like, I started getting my feet wet a little more, playing more and more. I was like, okay, now I kind of got a little better. Let me see what I could get. Yeah. yeah. And I was just going to say, um, I, I played, uh, I was in a Nirvana tribute band, and we played up in New York a few times. And I, I feel like the scene in New York, it's, first of all, it's, like, super saturated with musicians. Um, but I also feel like be, because it's saturated with musicians, maybe, um, the venues just don't want to pay, you know, or they, you know, they're, like, they're like tips only or they're uh you know door deals and stuff like that um yeah. you know or they very low guarantees not like around here where you can get a solid guarantee for playing in a band yeah, like we'll write so. you the check yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah anytime i've ever played in manhattan or in brooklyn um it's always been you know we're one of many bands on a bill yeah on a street with many venues that all had many bands <laughs> in them that night you yeah. know and just there's just so much going on that you, know, you just get lost in the shuffle. Well, we played, I mean, we played New York a few times and, and, uh, you know, a couple of times we did okay. It was like door deals and we did okay. Cause it was a good crowd, but I mean, you know, it was, it was a crap shooting a gamble. We're flying all the way up there. We're spending the money to get there. Um, you know, there's all this expense and staying in Manhattan. It's not cheap. You know, there's all this expense yeah. and stuff. And, um, you know, Justin will tell you, we had, we had a show. It was actually one of Justin's first shows, if not his first show, um, that, uh, he, he joined, he joined and became our Kurt Cobain and, and like literally like two weeks later, I'm like, so we're going to New York and, uh, <laughs> pack your stuff, let's go. Um, but we got there and it was, and we had played this venue before. It's Fontana's. It's not there anymore, but we had played this venue before and there was a ton of people the first time we went there. And so we took a gamble and did it again and it was a door deal. And I think we walked away with like 50 bucks that night and we had spent money on airline tickets and a place to stay wow. and like, you know, yeah. you know taxis yeah. and whatever. Like it was brutal. A problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brutal. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. I th- I'm not going to say I've never played good shows in New York, but they've always been. It, Kilbillies has never played a really good show in New York. We've had it done okay, but mm-hmm. uh, Sonic Boom Six had some fun there because that you know scar punk scene. Sure. Hey, do you know where the Knitting Factory is? Have you heard of that yeah. place? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We played there a few times. That was always that was nice. great. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, when it comes to your music, your style of music, would you say that, that you have any? Um, kind of influences on like stylistically in terms of the way you play um yeah, who are some of your favorites sort of acts oh uh, my favorite acts i'm a big radiohead fan nice. yeah um okay, that makes sense grew up on the dave matthews the john mayer like jason Mraz. um i like a lot of composers yeah right now i've been getting into like olafar arnold's cool um like any like I like Tom York solo stuff. Yeah, man. Um, like Ben Harper. Yeah. Big fan of the tallest man on earth. Yeah. It's got that folky, like chill yeah. vibe. Um, Absolutely. Anything that just sounds really pretty with like a male voice on it. Even, yeah, yeah. Even gotcha. a female voice, but just like when you're like, wow, that's pretty. I feel something. Yeah. You know? No, totally. Yeah. And um, I was 
all a lot of those artists I was I was big into when I was a teenager, like Ben Harper. I went to see him when he played Bristol when I was about sixteen. I, I nice. used to love him. It's a long time ago now. Uh, yeah, how long ago is that now? Twenty five years. He Jeez. played uh, <laughs> Sunfest a couple years back. Right. He was playing his like lap guitar. I was like yeah. freaking out. I was like right a Weissenberger or something like that. So sick. Yeah, yeah. Really good at it too. I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. He does Voodoo Child on there. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I used to love Ben Harper back in the day. And Radiohead was was big for me, huge. Like, you know, I, I was saying to you earlier that one of the uh, one of the first. It was they're probably the first band that I I got into um, when it comes to my own taste in music. Like you know, I'd had stuff being fed to me by my parents, but then you know when I was kind of twelve, thirteen, and really getting into music for myself, Radiohead were really important to me for sure. And I got this thinking about UEP, which should, it was before Pablo Honey was out, so it was a really long time ago. And it was on cassette, and it has a really weird electric version of that song, thinking mm-hmm. about you on there. And I guess I kind of went off the boil with Radiohead around OK Computer. I loved OK Computer, and I liked the albums after it, Kid A and everything. But it just kind of, when it started going a lot more electronic, it, for me personally, I just feel like other people can do that better than they can. I kind of liked it when mm-hmm. it was a bit more of a rock fusion, you know, rock yeah, in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, what? I hear now, they're, they're, rumor is that they're done now. Really? Well, they have the, uh, the side project, The Smile. Yeah. And that's really cool. It's just Tom, Johnny, and Nigel, their, like, producer. Gotcha. And um, rumor has it that no more Radiohead. Oh, but wow. I'm not, I'm not wow. saying anything. But <laughs> I'm, I'm such a Radiohead nerd, though. Like, I'm in, like, the Facebook group. Yeah, and I'm friends you. with, like, so many of those people that, like, run the group. That's awesome. So I'm, like, always, like, talking. Like, we always send each other memes or whatever it is. Anything <laughs> Radiohead. It's just, that's cool, man. But Yeah, I absolutely loved them as a teenager and still do. You know, they're definitely had a bit of effect on me we play um fake plastic trees in our in kilbillies because it kind of translates did you ever hear the version by trampled by turtles it's like a they're like a bluegrassy type of a band yeah it's a very folky version almost yeah Yeah. do they do a lot of like different (coughs) spin-off like versions Um, like different songs or it's just that song uh it's just that song okay i mean i'm sure they do other covers but their main thing is um yeah they're just original band but yeah you know for our three four hour gigs we've it's fun to find songs that you that sound unusual with like a banjo and a stand-up player. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, so you play a lot of those kind of gigs, don't you? The three, four-hour kind of yeah, around town. Mostly three hours, the lucky number. Sometimes yeah. I get even luckier and get four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We love those. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, how uh, what when you play those kind of sets? What um, do you play originals mixed in with the other songs? Every once in a while, sometimes I'm guilty and I don't. Right. Cause I'm like, they're not even paying attention anyway, or right, like yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, every once in a while, I'm like, ha ha, you didn't know I just played like three originals. Yeah, or yeah. like you know. Yeah, totally. But I honestly, I should more. People say I should. Yeah. What do you guys think? You'd be, be yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised how how many places we play that, um, you know, we slip originals in, and and it's like. You know, they they clap and they cheer, they have a good time, and we're like, "All right, uh, do you guys want to hear another original?" And they're like, "Yeah, do it, do it." I mean, awesome. yeah. you'd be surprised how receptive people are to it. I mean, as long as you're not up there playing like complete garbage or whatever, I mean, I, people are pretty receptive to new yeah. stuff. You yeah. wouldn't think they are, but they are. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say nine times out of the ten that they'd prefer it, frankly. Yeah, unless they're super drunk and all they want to hear is like you know, um, 
I don't know. Three doors. Three doors down. Superman. Wow, I couldn't even remember the name of Sweet Home Alabama. It was funny. I was playing this gig. It was the Marriott uh, in Fort Lauderdale, like during the boat show that whole time. And it's just like these young dudes. They were like, look like hillbilly dudes with the beards and like whatever. Yeah. And they're like, can you play an original though? And then I played one. They're like, can you play another one? I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do another one. And then they're like, we'll give you 50 bucks if you play more. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that bluff, huh? So cool, though. They were yeah. just like, we want to hear your original stuff. And then it yeah, started yeah, hitting me awesome. like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. yeah start that, playing this a, more. That's mm-hmm. the thing, man. You start slipping them in there more and more, and especially venues that, you, that you're that you a repeat offender at. You know, you, you start slipping those originals in there more and more, and people start recognizing them. And that's that's money right there man when you're when you're playing an original like you know now i joined killbillies about two years ago so there's a lot of originals that killbillies has that i wasn't a part of in the writing process but there's a handful of them now that that i have been a part of and right in the writing process and so um you know so especially those songs for me when we play those out and i rec i start recognizing some faces in the crowd that i've seen at that venue before and they're singing along with the chorus or something i'm like hell yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a win for yeah, sure dude. yeah yeah for and real and it's a little bit of a backdoor into you know playing playing your originals out live and 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 finding an audience for them you know because you're getting paid as as entertainment for the bar but it, you know you're also getting to because a lot of the original shows as you know it's difficult to you know get people to pony up for you know yeah. you yeah. find yourself playing for peanuts for those kind of gigs yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> with 12 other bands <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah it's a nice little shortcut you know a little hack what's <laughs> uh what's uh like if you had to just pull a, a cover out of out of a hat what's like what do you feel is like one of your most requested covers and follow-up question, which is the one that you hate to play the most? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I used to, like, uh, irk me every once in a while playing, like, Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. I still play it now. But, I mean, someone, like, really, like, lost their shit on me because I didn't know how to play it at the time. Oh, like, man. what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I just don't. Like, I know the song. I just right. don't, don't know how to play yeah, it. it Some people get really mad about the stuff. Like oh, that. God, yeah. livid, livid. I, I don't know. I, I don't know American Pie all the way through. And if someone comes up and asks us to play it and we don't know how to play it, the looks you get for that. They're just we, like, you don't know American Pie. But we play like, we play like, you know bluegrass americana celtic kind of stuff and somebody at, at o'shea's the other night came up and said do you know how, can you guys play uh, stairway to heaven and we're like no and, <laughs> and she looked at us like we were crazy because we didn't know how to play it but it was like it's not us yeah <laughs> i mean i guess we could have creaked our way through it but it would have been a little it embarrassing been, yeah lately i've been getting uh tennessee whiskey can you play tennessee whiskey yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. i'm like that. great great dude love the guy just it some songs you're just like I'm yeah. like I'll get to it when I get to it you yeah. know yeah, but yeah. you know some songs I'm like like right now I'm learning um, the Tom Petty song Last Dance with Mary Jane oh, yeah. 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 and I'm like alright this I can learn this is kind of like a little feel to it it's got a little, little groove to it yeah. groove. I'm All teaching right. someone that right now actually and I, you know, I, I was thinking you know, why don't we play this you know it's literally verse chorus verse chorus verse yeah, chorus yeah. End. it's a good song and then I just <laughs> got my harmonica now and I was like Burr. You know, like yeah, there you go. I was like, all right, now I'm making a little, little bit of fun now. Do you use your harmonica when you play live? Not really, no. no. I have, but I gotta yeah, brush up. I've gone in and out of it. You know, I, I did the whole thing, bought a bazillion different ones <laughs> and the head thing and all that stuff. And then I used it for a bit, and then I, and then I was just like, oh, yeah, it's just always in my face all the time. It's <laughs> annoying. I want to do it, 
but and I have the neck thing, but I hate wearing it. So I don't want to do that. So I've been looking for – we had a guest one time that had an attachment that came off the side of the mic stand, like mm-hmm. a little extra boom. Oh, wow. And it had a harmonica clip to it. It was like a magnetic thing. Mike, I and have sat, one. Yeah, and then when they wanted it, they just moved it in front of the mic and That's used cool. it. And when they didn't want it, they moved it out from – and I was like, this would be perfect. You know that the company, like, went out of business, so they don't make it. And so – like I can find one here or there, like used on eBay, but they're like where they were like thirty bucks. They're like two hundred dollars now because yeah. nobody has Almost them. Almost worth just making your own. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just like figure it out. See, and engineer I had one go own. like rogue yeah. on me once. The ones that hold on your head, yeah. Yeah. and it just like popped out Ugh. and like shot me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't know this was dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. It's, I heard they're good for your lungs though, like your voice and like all yeah. the. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I do get enjoy your playing it though. Yeah, all yeah. of that kind of breath control types. Like I play a lot of saxophone and flute and things. Yeah, it's all really good for your yeah your voice. Like, um, have you on the subject of things that are good for your voice? Have you ever had any music lessons? Uh, I had very l- little lessons uh, right. early in life. Like someone taught me like a few chords, and then my buddy Ryan Welsh taught me like a C scale. Mm-hmm. Okay, on guitar, but usually just like youtube yeah you know stuff like that friend showing me like sure. oh this is a chord yeah but yeah just just other like just picked it up along the way yeah picked it up along the way pretty much yeah a little so, theory here and there on the subject of that would you say that you sit at home and practice your instrument much uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. at one point i was working a full-time job for a couple of years and then they relocated, and they're like, you want to come to the middle of nowhere? And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then I was like, I think since last September, I've been full-time doing gigs. Nice. Um, and I was like, okay, this is full-time. i got to actually set up the gear in my room, Yeah. work it like a regular job. You yeah, know? for sure. That's Take a little breaks here and there, okay, eat some lunch, back to work, and then nice. you know, try to punch out at like 5, 6. Yeah, okay. Find myself at like late at night putting on TV but still kind of like dabbling and Yeah. So how many gigs like do you say you play a week roughly? Uh, on average like two or three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also the seasons like could get Yeah, it gets hectic. crazy in the yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we're about we're be, yeah, we're two or three too. I mean, I'm two or three. You have one or two, I would say, right? Well, right, yeah, it seems like I have, like, last weekend I had one, this weekend I have one, you know, so I, I have weekends with one, I have weekends with four, you yeah, know, like, true, it just yeah. depends. Yeah, that's true. Um, we were just looking at, I, I don't even know what weekend it was, but there was a weekend we were, that was in question for something, uh, something for my family or whatever, and I was like, oh, Oh, no, it was uh, uh, the lady that came to see us in Atlanta, Sally. Yeah. She has the street painting festival up there. And uh, and I was like, oh, I, I, I can't. And she she's like, oh, you're gigging? You know, she, you can't just cancel that one gig? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not one. Like, I had, we literally have, like, a gig. If I recall correctly, we have a gig, like, that Thursday, that Friday, two on Saturday, and one on, and one on <laughs> oh, Sunday. Gosh. Like, it's yeah, a crazy yeah. weekend for us. That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. It's, yeah. it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we're booked pretty far out in advance. It's quite a nice. That's awesome. It's funny because for me, having been doing this as my, well, it's I'd say it's about 50-50 um, teaching and, and uh, playing right now. Yeah. But at one point, it was my sole source of income. And um, when I was, uh, you know, I spent so long it not being a sure thing so when i see like six months of gigs booked in advance for me i'm just like oh i feel like you and james you're just like oh god <laughs> <laughs> it like looms no, out ahead you, of you <laughs> no, you know what it, I, yeah. I, I don't mind having you know i don't mind having like a, 
a ton of gigs on the books. Like it, it's it's nice because it is a part of my income right now. You know, yeah. I mean, it has yeah. become a part of my income, and so it's nice to see that. The only issue I ever have with it is that you know it's not just me. Like for James, it's just James, but for me, it's not. It's like I I have a wife and I have kids, and yeah. so you know suddenly something gets sprung on me, and it's like oh you know cousin Billy Bob Joe is you know getting married on this week particular weekend, and I'm like crap, I have nine gigs on that Saturday, <laughs> just on <laughs> yeah. that Saturday. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's where because. And then I feel bad having to tell you guys, like, uh, yeah, like, like what just happened with this festival thing. Out oh, in Vegas. you're going to when we were young, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to the one we were young festival, and like that? that, that just oh, okay. out yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. so well, party. My, it sounds like a circle. So, of hell, well, so my wife, <laughs> yeah, they probably will be. My, <laughs> my wife was put on a waiting list for tickets, and mm-hmm. I thought when she said she was on the waiting list, I thought that that meant that like if tickets came up, they would notify us. Apparently, her credit card was on file, and like the way it worked was if tickets came up, like they just charged you, and that was it no refunds, you have the tickets. And so, suddenly, she tells she texts me, We were on tour, I think, and she texts yeah. me and said, Hey, so we have tickets for when we were young. I'm like, Great, when is it? She gives me the weekend that it is, it's like in October or something, and we have yeah. like two or three gigs that weekend. And I'm like, yeah. Well, crap, and I, <laughs> you know, I don't want to cancel the gigs and cancel out on these guys, but at the same time, like, you know, she bought tickets for me and my son and my daughter and herself, wow, yeah, so it's. It's like fourteen hundred dollars worth of tickets, you know. Plus, we have to fly there, and you know. So I guess you're out of the band, basically. basically. <laughs> so they're replacing me with, uh, so with what's a, with the a tuba. Uh, <laughs> am I allowed to say what you might be doing when you go out there? Oh yeah, band? yeah, yeah. Well, it's our twenty fifth uh, wedding anniversary this oh, year. Uh, so happy anniversary. Uh, yeah, we just hit twenty five years in July, and so that's beautiful. Um, we didn't do a whole lot we just you know life gets in the way and we were just busy and stuff and we just had like a nice dinner or whatever and um and we were gonna do a big trip this year and it just didn't work out um so we have a big trip planned for next year and but it in vegas we're actually gonna go to uh one of the like the rock and roll chapel wedding chapel or something (laughs) yeah and we're having a kurt cobain um impersonator marry us and renew our our vows yeah it'd be hilarious (laughs) and renew our vows so i think it's gonna be hilarious and she's gonna wear like uh like some sort of like you know tool uh wedding something dress or whatever and then and then we're gonna do it like first thing in the morning on that saturday and then go to the festival man you you can't dressed dressed (laughs) dressed in our you know wedding garb that's gonna be awesome (laughs) yeah that lineup is crazy it's sick it's sick something for everyone there yeah i I feel like it's a hoax and it's just gonna turn out to be one of those fake festivals fire festival yeah Yeah, like fire festival like fry festival or whatever (laughs) fire fire just with a wide fire yeah I feel like it's going to be like that. Like, we're going to get out there, spend all this money, and then they're going to be like, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like two guys with a banjo, and like, that's it. It's like so, <laughs> so many names on that lineup. It's like, how are you going to do it? And I heard like the stage is going to like spin. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, that's what I heard. Yeah. But like, the stage spins, and then it's like a new act on this stage, and then the other, it keeps spinning, and like the next act. Yeah, I've been trying room. to figure out, like, you know, like, if you go to their website and you try to look up things like how many stages there are and like, you know, the, the schedule for the lineup, all of that is all pending quote unquote, you know? And so that's what scares me is that everything's pending. And yeah. so I'm like, well, we just gave you 1400 bucks and we just bought airline <laughs> tickets and we just secured. Didn't give you 1400 bucks for pending. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. bought airline tickets and we secured a hotel room at $400 a night. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. would like a little more than just pending. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Tell you what, though, no matter what happens, you'll have a good time. The uh, it'll, all going it'll, it'll be fun, man. Yeah. It'll be fun. So um, I was going to ask you, uh, when it comes to writing songs, do you have a process? Like, how do you find yourself um, like, writing them? 
more lately it's been like pick a a topic that's inspiring. Huh. So I was I was looking at some bugs, some like beetles. Yeah. And they were iridescent. So I was like, all right, I like this idea. I like iridescent animals, colors. Yeah. I want to know. So I did my research. So I'll pick like a word that hits me. Then I'll go into the dictionary and find everything that's affiliated with that word. Okay. From there, how can I make this come out? Yeah. So. And then does it, um, when it comes to um, lyrical content within that, do, do you find yourself, um, is there a kind of a subject matter that you lean towards more often than not? Like, does it, do you tend towards sort of a lot of love songs or is it just. Yeah, very... I'd say it's like, I try to be more encouraging now to be more of like a be of use to society. Right. But all my older stuff is mostly like love songs, breakup songs. But now I'm like, okay, how can I like use my power? Yeah. So yeah. like, how can this help someone instead of like, right on. just like, oh, my heart's broken. Or yeah. Like, power's you know. for good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you um, ever, I mean, I know you do because we talked a little bit about it before, but um, you have a, like a home set up, don't you? To re- yeah. Yeah. So I've been working on this setup. It's a work in progress still, but it's just, uh, you know, um, I'm running out of Studio One right now. Um, and I have uh, just got a compressor. It's like an analog compressor. Oh, right. Sick. Yeah. It's the Pro VLA 2. Okay. It's like, you know, they use it in like radio stations. Yeah, and, nice. Um, just like an audio interface, nothing too crazy. And yeah. Just got the new Mac Mini. Oh, sweet. So I was like tired of my, my uh, laptop crashing like in sure, between songs sure. or glitching. and Yeah. My cousin Cody was like, "Dude, get the Mac Mini. Yeah. You won't have that problem again." So, yeah, so I've, I've got been a pretty lo- heavyweight Mac too, and it just takes a lot of weight off your mind. You know, it just runs fine. Yeah, turn it on. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. hello. Yeah. So it's been helping the workflow. Like, there's nothing I hate more than you just start working and it's just like, nope, it's yeah. not loading. Yeah. You're not doing anything today. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, uh, when it comes to writing. Would you say that do you ever put chords together on the computer and then just run it and try and figure lyrics oh, out over the top? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do that yeah. too. I'm like, if these sound pretty, then I could turn it into a song. Yeah, you know, do even you use if your it's a looper like that sometimes as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hard part with practicing with a looper. You're like, find yourself just like yeah, three hours later. Yeah, 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 yeah. And back to my set list. There yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, real. Yeah. Exactly. They're like experimenting with delays and like in some kind of dub space world, and then yeah, like come exactly. back to Earth. He's like, okay, I've done nothing. Layers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool, man. So, um, do you play any other instruments other than the guitar? So I can play piano a little bit. Right. Grew up playing the trumpet. Yeah. In school and stuff, but I can only probably play a scale right now, like the C scale on a trumpet. Gotcha. But um, dabbled a little bit with the banjo. Nice. Okay. Cool. Nothing too crazy, but usually it's always been guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I feel like it does help to be able to bust that little bit out on the piano, you know, because you can see it lay down in front of you. And it yeah, kinda, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think, like, when you sing, the piano, like, holds the tone stronger. So yeah. it's easy to, like, put your voice to the piano tones. Yeah. The gu- guitars are strings, and they're always, like, a little off by a few cents yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the piano's, yeah. like, always constant yep so it's like when i sing i feel it's like yeah this is we want your voice come to us <laughs> instead of the guitar where i'm like putting my voice to it okay so yeah yeah that makes sense like to it me. pulls you out pulls it out a little more yeah i enjoy sitting and playing the piano and singing i have a 
an acoustic piano in my uh, in my living room. Nice. And that's really just for fun. I don't use it for anything other than just if people come around, you know, you can just sit around and yeah. jam out on the piano. It's always nice just transposing guitar chords to like piano chords. And you're yeah, like, oh, it's sure. actually stupid simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, so when it comes to your social media presence and um, the way that you market yourself online, um, do you do all of that yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You so say it's quite a lot of work. It or is a lot of work. I yeah. mean, you could spend, you could do it as your full time job if you really wanted to. Yeah, really. Yeah. But exactly. um, I actually got a little bump in my, um, I guess, engagement. You could say. Yeah. This dude Adam Ivy. I don't know if you've ever seen him or like Damian Keys. They're like basically like coaches. Like, oh, you want to get your music? Oh, blah gotcha. blah blah. So I was like, let me give this dude a shot. He was like talking a bunch. So it was like called the 20 days of focus. Yeah. So every day you post a cover or content under that cover, you would post 20 hashtags. Then you go into those hashtags and you press it and you're like, all right, who are the, all the other people using this hashtag? You go in and you try to engage with five of those people. Hmm. So if someone hashtag acoustic guitar, oh, wow. I'd go down like, okay, Hey man, cool video, engage with five people. So you do that with all of those 20 hashtags. So, Basically, you're making like 200 engagements a day, yeah. which was a lot of work at the time. And I would sit there with my notebook. OK, I did one, did two, <laughs> did three. But I mean, in like the two weeks time, the 20 days, I got like 150 followers. Yeah. Wow. All organically. And I'm still friends with some of them now. Yeah. Um, and like I was telling you before, this kid from the Netherlands, I don't even remember his name exactly, but he took one of those songs and shared it and still getting plays to this day like my spotify song and he's from the 20 days of focus yeah there you so go. he had a big playlist threw it on there and like you know i'm still friends with a lot of those people so i did that about two or three times yeah i oh, got sick. i remember once i did um a cover of a dashboard confessional song dashboard actually liked it wow and was like dude i have the same guitar as you that's dope. And that was like a little jazz master. Yeah. Under, and I was like so blown away. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, really? That's Legend. <laughs> just commented on this. But that's, you know, that, that made my day, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But I just always feel like in general, like if you if you put the work in, yeah. you're sitting there working, opportunity is going to come. It's just yep. like call and answer. Like yeah, sometimes absolutely. I'm like, I have no gigs. And I'm just like, well, whatever. I'm just going to practice. I always yeah. get a phone call in a day yeah, or two right. somehow. So that's how that's my theory on it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good one, and that, that twenty days of focus sounds like a really good idea. So uh, I'm going to try and persuade Hector to do that. <laughs> I was, I was just luck. about to say thanks, <laughs> thanks for that, Jordan. That just became my job this week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it makes it makes you think of it more of like okay, I'm a business, I'm a service. Sure. Let me, you know, which I don't like to do with my music, but it, that's what you got to do. You, if you want to yeah. make some income and yeah and market yourself a little bit. So There's, a, there's this fine line, and it, it, it's unfortunate, but there is this fine line that you have to walk between, you know, the creative side of it and treating it like a business. Um, you know, I do, uh, I do street paintings and street art and 3D, nice. 3D street art and stuff like that, and um, I, I've been doing it less and less lately because as I've been getting older, I'm starting to realize that it's just beating the crap out of my body. But... <laughs> um, but for years it was it was just this crazy dance on this fine line of you know i want to get out there and do the work and so i would get out you know i would have all these crazy cool gigs and i'd get out there and i'd do all this crazy cool art for all these huge ginormous mega companies 
and then but while I was doing that I wasn't doing anything to market myself or do anything like that and then and then all of a sudden I'd hit this dry spell because I'd have no work and then I'd hustle and I'd get a bunch of work and then I'd go out and do it again and then suddenly I hit another dry spell so yeah. there's always this stupid dance you have to do on this line oh, yeah, between totally. between wanting to be creative but having to like push the business side of it otherwise you're yep. not making money and it's, no it's it you know, it's getting your first few jobs is easy. It's getting consistent work. That's the hard yeah, thing. You yeah, know, it's keeping yeah. it going, especially through the summer and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I think now would be a great time to hear some of your songs, seeing as you've cool. talked about them. Sound Let's good? do it. Yeah. All cool. right. didn't choose to change it Would we be in different places She was out to steal my graces You were lying to my face I'm weary of these situations Will I ever escape them if I didn't choose to change it Would we be in different places? I said I I want to get my life right The answer's closer than a sharp knife All these thoughts seem to torment you say you love me, it's just in a moment, in a moment, in a moment we'll be gone. Living underneath the sewers. Feeling like such a loser Maybe someone will find me Thinking the sun could blind me And now I'm climbing towards the surface Maybe I should crack the curtains What if I didn't choose to change it? We'd be in different places I said I I want to get my life right The answer's closer than a sharp knife All these thoughts seem to torment You say you love me It's just in a moment In a moment In a moment we'll be gone She said I'm not happy And 
Just in a moment, in a moment, in a moment, it will be gone. Chrysalis heart, you're living in the dark, you can't press restart, your phone's so dry, it's just you and your mind, your heart's in the street, it only beats when you sleep, you need a break, need a breeze, from negativity, you're lost in the depths, when does the pressure end? Your arms outstretched and you can't find a friend Nothing but regrets And soon you forget You are iridescent You are the crescent moon When I'm driving on the dark dark roads in the desert I'll go forever I'm on a dark dark road what a shame what a waste of the love I gave 
I'm gonna go for a skate I'm gonna burn some sage The apartment's trashed And when time did pass All I learned Is I was living a lie He never stood by my side I think I'm gonna change my plates Then I'm gonna cut my hair Then I'm gonna leave the state No more feeling low Or upset Whatever you do Don't forget Five Six One Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Sequester, and if you're driving up US One, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow; you can't miss it with the handlebars on on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by this guy Victor, who sadly passed this year. R.I.P. Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Bernsey, the chef, does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And, um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Tequesta. And you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it and um i was a part of helping set the place up and um i'm a huge fan and you should anyone who is interested in biker bars or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about you go and check out handlebars bar and grill we are also sponsored by oasis root now oasis root carver bar is in sea grape square on indian town road and it is a kava bar. If you don't know anything about kava, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for 
kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is brought to you by Live Music Community. It's the place that we're recording this podcast in right now. It is a school, but it's also a recording studio and a live streaming venue, and we can do all sorts of different things here. If you have any kind of project that you're trying to get off the ground, then we can film you and help you put together an EPK and record a demo for you. We can even record you know, full albums if, if you want. We have all the resources here. We have a green screen, so you can do interesting music videos and stuff like that, and some great equipment, some really nice Blackmagic cameras and proper recording equipment but really the thrust of the place is that it is a school so um the main thing that we do is help young musicians from you know as young as five to really all the way through to adults but we focus mainly on, on the young people and we help them learn what it's like to be in a band so we get them together and um teach them all of so individual lessons, but also in groups. And when we teach them in the groups, it's not just a question of, of teaching them how to play a whole load of covers. We help them learn how to write their own songs. We encourage them to make merchandise. We teach them of the things that could go wrong when they're at a, a gig and all of the little things that you wouldn't necessarily think of that go into what it's like being in a band and how to be a band and how to be professional. And it's great. We've seen great success with these kids. They play fantastically. And I think it, not only is it a, a good thing to for people who want to be in a band, just the life skills that go along with it in terms of working as a team and the courage to stand up in front of people to do something are invaluable. And we, you know, we see these kids grow into amazing young adults. We've had a wonderful time doing this and really enjoy it. Justin, who runs the place, Justin Hucker, is a really inspirational leader of, of young people, I have to say. And and I I really enjoy seeing him work with them. And uh, I'm proud to be one of his members of staff. We have uh, it's um, Yaz and um, and me and, and Justin and Mike Scott and Corey and Ryan are currently um, the members of the team and we cover all the instruments um, a few of us are multi-instrumentalists and then we have Ryan who pretty much focuses directly on drums we've got pretty much everything across the board when it comes to 
teaching you how to be in a band, teaching you how to play your instrument. And yeah, so that's that's live music community. Come by and check us out. We are at 9091 North Military Trail, um, number eight. And it's Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, 33410. So if you're heading from West Palm Beach, north on Military Trail, you, as soon as you go past North Lake on your left, just tuck into the first... Uh, the first little plaza there on your left, and it's in the corner. Come and see us. If you if you just want to come and have a look around, we're open from about 2 p.m. to about, you know, about around 8 or 9 or, um, most days of the week. And then there's usually someone hanging around here on, on weekends too. So anytime you want to swing by, just uh, come and see us. Uh, or if you want to give us a call, look us up online. Just write Live Music Community, and all of our details are there. The number is 561-951-6902. Right, thank you very much. So, uh, considering we're recording this at Live Music Community, um, do you have any advice for young musicians? Uh, yeah, I would say if you're really into music and you have your favorite band, pick out one of your favorite songs, look up a tutorial on YouTube, or even just doodle with it playing on nice. and on, play it a couple times, and try to see if some strings sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I started, just doodling with the, the song on, or... You know, buy a book. Yeah. Books are your friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no you know, don't be afraid to ask for help either. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was very stubborn when I started. I was like, nope, no, I got this. All right. So, gotcha. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, I'll buy a book. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anything that helps. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. So um, I really enjoyed listening to those two tunes you played. Um, could you tell us a little bit about um, what they were about? Okay. So uh, Sharp Knife, the first one I played. It's actually about a woman who was found in the Delray sewer drainage. Good Lord. Yeah, so she was living down underneath the sewers in Delray, like probably by like Atlantic Avenue. She was living down there for like two weeks. Holy mackerel. So it's like, I was like, I was working in Delray at the time, and I was like, you know what, I feel her pain. I don't know what what she's going through, but... I was like, I, I got to write something about this. So yeah, right on. She made the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you say they found her, they found her, like, alive. Yeah, no, oh, she was, like, okay. screaming up to the manholes, like, hey, is anybody up there? And, like, then they asked her, they're like, how long have you been down here? She's like, I don't know, like, two weeks. Oh, hey, wow. Forget a song. I feel like we need to make a movie out of this. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing yeah. story. It's one of the best inspirations for a song we've heard yet on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, like, some of the lyrics are, like, what if, what if I didn't choose to change it? And it's basically like saying, like, you could change your own script in your life. Like, just because your life's going one way doesn't mean you can't change it. Sure. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what if I didn't choose to change it? Would we be in different places? You probably would if you changed it. Yeah. So it's like kind of just like a story in that sense. Like, you know, um, and the second song, Iridescent, um, is, I guess, the self-titled song of my next EP coming out. Yeah. And it's basically just to... Like people that are feeling like in, in I can't even say this word insignificant yeah. in in their life, um, it's just to be like, hey man, don't forget your power, don't forget you shine still, don't forget, just don't forget, man, yeah. don't yeah. forget, because it's so easy, especially as a musician with mental health and yeah. whatever crap you're going through, to be reminded like you don't matter, sure. and that's sure. totally the opposite. Like your music does matter, you have power. And that's why I became a musician. I was like, I was either gonna to go the skateboarding route or the musician route i yeah. love skating still do cool but i was like what can make more of an impact what matters more and i was like something just led me to music 
Yeah, man. And I was like, your music has power. So that's the whole kind of message. Like, don't yeah. forget your your iridescent. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I respect yeah. that. I love that message. Um, so uh, I th- I don't know if you were going to do this originally, but I thought your gear was really interesting, so I ended up taking some pictures of it. I think, um, why don't we take a look at it? <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the pedals you got on there and why they're on there? Okay, so the the boss, the red one there, that is a RC500. That's a looper. It's a two-track looper. Yeah. Um, you know, some not all my whole set list I use loops, but a good, like, five, six songs. I'll, like, stretch out, loop them for, like, five five minutes, whatever. Yeah. Um, that has um, built-in beats, too. So sometimes yeah. if I'm, like need to just pick up the pace a little bit the energy i'll throw on like a beat throw some palm mutes in there and cool have some sort of something going on other than just me standing there with the guitar yeah um and i love it eventually i'm going to upgrade hopefully to a better looper but <laughs> oh they're pretty uh, good though you know, yeah yeah they're pretty good um yeah. then i got the reverb pedal on there which yeah. has got a bunch of cool different reverbs um i do a lot of Beatles stuff so i'll like throw on the spring reverb Oh, nice. You know, it's just a little more old-fashioned, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, the next is the Avalanche Run. I ri- I originally saw that pedal on the Tallest Man on Earth's pedal board. Right. And I'm such a nerd, so I was like, I got to get the same one. Yeah. You were telling me a little <laughs> bit about it earlier. It sounds so, awesome. Yeah, it's got a reverse delay on there and then just uh, another, like, swell, swell kind of uh, vibe. And I'll hook that up to, like, an expression pedal, so some of those like swells and like reverse delays sound really cool once you add that expression to it yeah wicked so um my uh cousin put me onto that flume uh overdrive pedal i right. was using like a soul food for yeah. a long oh, time i quite like those yeah it's yeah. really cool yeah it's just when you like pop them to go on you hear that pop yeah and that always like i was like oh man that's so tacky to hear yeah. it that one's a really clean one nice um it's got some really really good clean tones i mean i only play with an acoustic yeah. Right now, I do play with electric sometimes, but for acoustic, I mean that will make it still sound like an electric. So. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, I just got that OC5, that octave one, and yeah, that's, I got one of those. It's great for a soloist that you don't, you know, if you're not really bringing too much bass to the table. Mm-hmm. Do you use it all the time? Do you have it on all the time? Sometimes, no. Like if I'm doing like a really, like if I'm doing a song that someone originally played on like a ukulele, I'm not gonna put the bass on. Right. Like yeah. you know, it's like you have to just play with it a little bit. But most of the time, it's on. Right. Yeah. And you just let it kind of fill it out in the low end. Yeah. Yeah. Does, I. Does, I. Yeah. Go on. Uh, I was just gonna ask. Uh, just educate me a little bit those those octave pedals do they um this one in particular <coughs> this one in particular i know you're going to ask this one in particular um it figures out what's the lowest note of your chord and it octaves that so not not all of them can do that but this one can okay yeah that was my question if, if it was playing like a specific note if it was playing like uh, an octave lower of your actual chord yeah but, but, it, but, but it tone, just yeah. it just takes that lowest note and octaves that mm-hmm. down yeah oh, that's amazing it could also do an octave up but that's just <coughs> weird territory yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that just gets weird <laughs> and then i got the the foot switch so that foot switch will if i want to put on a beat it's linked to the looper oh cool. and then if i want to scan up and down which settings i have i'll yeah. use that foot switch okay, and then neat. sometimes i i use a like a crybaby wah pedal yeah just nice. for like some reggae or just a little change in solo or whatever do you find yourself playing a lot of reggae 
It's funny because since I moved down here, yes, way more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's just like, you know, we like reggae music, and then I, you know, playing at the Square Grouper, it's always on. Yeah, like yeah. Like in between yeah. breaks, I'm like, you know what? I gotta learn a couple at least. And yeah. I've always loved like Bob Marley growing up and stuff. So I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm yeah. still down to learn more, but it's like, didn't weren't you like didn't you? Was it today that you met with Ziggy Marley? When was that? Yeah, so today I met Ziggy Marley. It was Holy pretty crap. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, promote a friend of mine, uh, DJ Ray. Um, he was like, hey, man, uh, you want to do sound for Ziggy Marley today? And I was like, okay. It's <laughs> amazing. So, like, you know, I was just helping him set up, like, some amps and stuff and wa- running wires and whatever. He's like, can you bring two mic stands? I was like, okay. Where He's was like, that? There was this, this was at the square. Okay. Um it's in West Palm. Yeah, yeah. So I went there, brought them. I'm like setting up the mic stands, and he, he like sat down. He's like, he wrote like a children's book. So he's like reading like a, a chapter from his children's book, and here he is like adjusting my mic stand. I was like, oh, oh man, legend over here. That's wild. Yeah, but, and I told him, I was like, hey man, much respect, man. I grew up on all your dad's music. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, he was really good too. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that was really cool. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. A little starstruck today. Ziggy's the original one to cut, sort of be a, a, a you know, of that generation to become an artist too, isn't he? You know, he, yeah. I think he was the first. I might be wrong, but I think he was. I think out of like the whole clan of Marleys, he was the one that started. Like, okay, I'm taking my father's taking the torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's good. Yeah, I've seen him before. He's amazing. Um, yeah, wicked. So there was one other piece of gear that I wanted to ask you about, which is that microphone that you brought in. Yes. What's going on with these the guys? The Heil Sounds. Uh, that's a PR35. Yeah. And so I was looking for mics. I saw, like, a lot of, like, the Telefunken ones, and they looked great. Um, and then I was like, I want to know which mic Tom York uses. Because his go. voice is just so angelic. And for like, sure. So I did some research, went on the, the Radiohead uh, group on Facebook. Yeah. Got a million answers <laughs> right <laughs> away. Yeah. And they so, all said that, but hi, hi, hi. Uh, well, yeah, they were talking about like the, the big like AK forty sevens, the um, the big uh, giant condenser mics they use. Right. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. remember UK forty seven, whatever they're called. Yeah. But they named a bunch of them, and then this one he uses mostly live. Oh, okay. So then I d- went online, and I was like, wow, he's actually using this in a lot of videos. Yeah. And so I went on Reverb, I got it used, and like, it sounds great. I love it's it. It's active, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's in like just the shape of a normal small condenser mic like that. It's really cool. Yeah. So I think also, Hail Sound, Hail, that's his last name. He was one of the first uh, inventors of the microphone. Okay. So it's like very trusted, like quality um, yeah. sound. He's only had like a couple of models. Like they don't they don't come out with one like every. No. You know, every few years. It's mostly like every 10 years. I just know I'm going to end up getting one now. Because <laughs> every now and again, a piece of gear comes through the gear corner that we do in this. And I'm like, just for example, there's this Keeley Dark Side pedal that someone brought in about nine months ago. And I was, I've just been salivating about it online. And finally, I've got that. Now, this is the I'm next one in, check the, that in, out the, in the queue. Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the not so secret part of that, this part of the, the, the show is that. Uh, you know, we say that we want to highlight the guests, uh, you know, gear, but the truth is Ben's just shopping. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's smart. It's smart. <laughs> Have you like, seen those uh, microcosms? No. It's really cool. I, I need to get one. They're like, it's like a looper, but it takes your sound and like arpeggiates it and all these crazy designs and like soundscapes. Oh, wow. oh Christ. Now I'm like, oh man, what can I go broke for? <laughs> yeah, really? It's called yeah. a microcosm? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to be checking that Seen out. Seen a couple there. people Googling in West Palm. Tonight. They're popping up. Yeah, wicked. <laughs> but it's also like how much do you want the pedal to do the work for you and how much do you actually That's want it. to do the work? I know, yeah. I mean, I want the pedal to do all the work. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <know>. saying. <laughs> I actually, I tried like a stripped down. Uh, I was playing at the Blind Monk last week, and I was like, you know what? Every time I bring the, the looper here and try all this crazy stuff, it's just such a small place. Like, why would you do it? And then I started thinking, you know, I'm just going to do the broken down acoustic, yeah. throw on like a reverb pedal. And it came out so much better. It was like so much more receptive instead of like, I get it when you're at like the square grouper, like bigger shows. It's like, let me yeah. pull out all my artillery. Yeah. But the smaller stuff, I'm like, you know what? Playing broken down, it just feels so good. Yeah. Like yeah. after a while, after you've been like using so many pedals, it's just like. Yeah. Every now and again, I'll just go out with my guitar and that's it. Yeah. You know? It yeah. doesn't happen that often because I. A little bit of a sucker for gear, but you know, every now and again I do just to test myself, see if I can do. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed too, like my tempo. I was like, I could keep tempo right now. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't totally. lose it. That's awesome. So, um, have you got anything in the works? Anything coming up? So I just got back from New York, probably about three weeks ago now. Um, my cousin's in a in a band with his wife. It's called Kate Van Dorn. Right. They do, like, indie rock. It's really cool stuff. She's, like, the lead singer. He plays nice. guitar for her. And yeah. he has a studio um, that he's been, like, setting up, opening. And he's got all the cool analog gear and all that. So nice. he's like, come up here. We'll record your EP up here. Wicked. So I went up there. Um, we recorded a bunch of stuff in the Hamptons. He has, like, a – he turned his plumbing studio into, like, a drum booth room. And, oh, nice. Um, and a lot of the stuff we recorded near, like, my hometown where I grew up. So that was really cool, and um, yeah, wicked. We had some live drums on there, live bass. Um, so in a sense, it is kind of like a band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the next. It's like four tracks. Okay. It's based off the iridescent kind of mm-hmm. the vibe, and uh, I tried to use like colors and certain of those characteristics of the iridescent in each song. Nice. So um, also, I just got. Um, I was telling you, I got a camera. Yeah just got like a nice little sony camera so i'm like trying to like make like homemade like in the woods videos of like broken down acoustic sessions i just got like that little wireless road mic yeah so like you could film as far as you want away but you still get the audio yeah oh, that's great yeah. so i've been like experimenting a little bit trying to like make more content and yeah. you know just wrap it all together master of no trade but that's what it's all about these <laughs> days content 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 gotta pump it out it but is. also it's just nice to not like only have a guitar to do what you want to have fun with like, for sure yeah 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 it's nice to just be like all right i'm just gonna go take out my camera and take pictures of ducks yeah man <laughs> <laughs> so it can do video as well this camera then? yeah 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 i'm, yeah, I'm so. gonna take a look at those too i'm leaving this podcast broke by the sounds of things <laughs> so, um, yeah bro are you got any gigs coming up uh yes yeah so um this week was just this and that Ziggy thing. Yeah. But uh, I think next week I'll be at Rosemary Square. Okay. Well, they call it the Square now. Yeah. Keep changing on me. Right, yeah. But, um, and then I have Square Grouper and Fort Pierce coming up soon. Cool. Um, it, They just line up. Like, it's like really whatever. I'll, yeah. You know, I heard good advice from uh, Ryan Tedder of One Republic, and he was said, uh, take what you can get until you can afford to say no. Yeah. <laughs> so... I've been running by that, you know, just like, hey, yeah. I'll take it. Okay, we'll try to negotiate a little higher pay, but, you know, yeah, no, at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, I'll take it. 
Yeah. So I need to take that advice, man, because I don't say no to anything, <laughs> but I can afford to say no, but I don't, <laughs> but I don't. And so yeah. I find myself sometimes like working 24 seven, like literally 24 straight. There's been a yeah. few times where we play a gig till one o'clock in the morning and I leave and I go home and I work on a canvas project for, for an wow. art thing. And you know, like eight o'clock the next morning I'm delivering it. And then like one o'clock I'm picking these guys up for like an afternoon gig. It's like, yeah, it's he's nonstop, man. A wise awesome. man once said to me, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And you know, there's a lot of truth to that because, uh, <laughs> because Hector just, he is perhaps busier than anyone I know, but by the same token, he still gets stuff done, you know, it's that's like, okay. yeah, 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 it's cool. Um, we're playing at Mega Mally's on Friday Woo-hoo. from 9 to uh, 1. Or so. Love yeah, that, that place. Nice. And then on Saturday from 3 to 6, we are at the Square Grouper in Jupiter. So yep. that'll be fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good spot. Yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah. You and James doing the, doing the duo. Yeah, and then um, on Sunday, it's the uh, jam at, uh, at um, Handlebars. Oh. So, yeah, I'm going nice. to do the... So Handlebars Bar and Grill, the uh, one of our sponsors, Um I organize a jam there, and it's on the fourth, uh, fourth Sunday of every month. So it's th- this Sunday coming up. Awesome! I yeah, might have absolutely. to uh, show up and do a couple of eighties. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> should <laughs> do that. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Had, um, yeah, I'm sure you already know this because you will have heard the ad that was just on. But Handlebars is in Jupiter, so uh, if anyone's in the Jupiter area, come and hang out and uh, jam with me this Sunday. It'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. All right, wicked. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for man. having me. It's yeah, great man. chatting. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a blast, pleasure. Man. Yeah, yeah, as always, uh, everybody that's uh, that's listening and watching. Um, if you're watching, like and subscribe. Um, there's a button uh, on the bottom corner and on the top corner now. There's two buttons, so there's nice. no excuse. It's subscribe, <laughs> like, um, send us money. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, Small bills, unmarked. It's all good. It's all good. Make checks out to Hector. How do they send us money? <laughs> they can go on our website, 561music.com, and uh, that's where all the podcast actual episodes are, the uh, the audio episodes are, and there's a donate button there. Um, if you go to the donate button, you can become a sponsor of the show uh, if you have a business, and yes, uh, we, we, we would love that. Um, or you can just make a one-time donation, uh, and you know, as always, uh, all all the money that we get in this podcast goes right back into the podcast. We have a social media person that we have to pay. Um, we have the studio time we have to pay. Um, we put on the festival that we did last year in yeah. April that we're going to so, go ahead and do again this coming year in April. Yeah, so raising you know, money for that. Yeah. So I mean, all that all that money gets put into all this stuff, and it's and it just helps us uh, helps us help you guys with the local scene. So absolutely. Yeah. So like and subscribe uh, so we can monetize the youtube channel and um and you know just get this thing uh going a little 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 rolling a little harder yeah absolutely look at that man yeah yeah man thanks. you guys are doing great work so thanks, far thanks man appreciate it yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks for being later. on peace out <laughs>